0: Mr. edward there have been accusations made against you rumors of witchcraft have been whirling around the village for some time and now they have settled on you but i would not take action without fair trial so now i will allow you an opportunity to respond to your charges first You are accused of casting spells in order to boost your share of the harvest. How do you respond? I see. Second, you are accused of being a demonic being of Satan. Your response? Such insolence. Third, You are accused of producing an evil excreta in large piles around the village. How do you respond? You do not deny it, then. Take him to the ducking stool.
1: Walk on, boy.
2: Hello everyone and welcome to the Cast, the podcast about Doctor Who and comedy and music and just anything that brings joy into the world. We are very glad... That you have decided to pick us out of all of the different podcasts, not even just Doctor Who podcasts. Thank you for choosing us. I mean, there's some other really great podcasts out there. I really like Pop Culture Happy Hour. You could be listening to Pop Culture oh, Happy me too. Hour. Mm. Uh, but you're not. You're listening to us, which is really nice. Um, we've got a bit of a special episode for you this week. We have two separate reviews. I'm in both of them, uh, which is a bit weird. Uh, But as well as the normal Ood review, we have a lovely group of comedians and performers who I just happened to be in a room with today and then we all realised we were Doctor Who fans. So I've recorded a little review with those guys that you're going to hear later on. But the main review is going to be with your regular hosts, Mr Chris Alpha and... Ms. Laura Sigma. Shall I? I've used Ms. for you. Yeah, Ms. will do. Yeah, it's good or because you, you shouldn't looks. be defined by your matrimonial status. No, I shouldn't. Should Even I? though it's to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the three of us are here once again to talk Witchfinders and Doctor Who more broadly. Witchfinders.
0: The Witchfinders.
2: The Witch. Finders. The witch finders. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I know. I was just. Oh, those
0: ab- finders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: How are we this week, Oods?
0: I'm good. I'm really good. Um, I spent most of the day sitting in an airless basement um, listening to to how-to-do forms on our work intranet. But nonetheless, I'm really happy to be here with you guys. It's
1: like a dream life. I know. In Uh, the same airless basement. (laughs) Yeah. I uh, I was asleep till midday because I have a cold. So I was trying to shake that off. But I've I've uh, resurrected myself mm-hmm. and I'm here now. My voice is mostly here as well. Yeah, you sound a little
2: more Eeyore than normal, but apart from that, Eeyore? you're fine. Yeah, you're sort of oh, a bit like, oh, oh I see.
1: Well, I mean, you know, it's hard. Trains are hard. Did
0: you go that's in true. the Lazarus pit? Oh, wait, no, that's that's Batman. <laughs> Yes. Is it? <laughs> that was, yeah, that was Batman. And
2: you're also thinking of the cane pit from Sabrina, which and we watched the cane, last night. And there's tonight.
0: the cane pit as well. No. You came out of a pit. <laughs> Did you go
2: into any pits is what we're no, asking.
0: Not, no, I came out Not of to Talesfield. my knowledge.
1: Yeah, well, you know, that could be said to be the pits by some people. Ooh. The brand. Not by me. I like it. Hello, Telfield. You're lovely. The That's not pits. where I live. You don't know where I live. It's fine.
2: <laughs> so, other than revealing pertinent bits of information about <laughs> ourselves... Anything that you want to start off with pertaining to the witch finders?
0: I thought the monster this week was proper creepy. Woo, yeah. that's something I'll probably be thinking <laughs> about when I try and go to sleep in a house by myself.
2: What an old grey witch woman.
0: With the black eyes and all that weird stuff going on. Yeah, that eats mud. Yeah, oh, no, just vomits mud.
1: Great creepy design. Yeah, they looked very effective. Mm, they didn't eat. Um, the whole setting was quite creepy, because even before the mud people, I guess is what I'm going with as a name, I know they had more name. Morax. Morax, there you go. Even before they appeared, um, it's quite an atmospheric and, and scary part of history to fetch up in, isn't it? It's that the atmosphere of that was quite um, heavy as far as I was concerned. I liked it.
2: I had a bit of a Fenric but, vibe about it all. Yeah. Felt local... Women becoming monsters—that was pretty Fenric, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. There were there were quite some sort of touches to the score that sounded a bit Fenric as well, which I really enjoyed.
0: Ah, Fenric, your local department store. They're talking about <gasps> the curse of the Fenric, which I, is a is Seventh Doctor story is that about werewolves. No
2: vampires, um, Hemavores. P- Hemavores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coming okay. out of the they sea. Were. They were.
0: Do you know what? I kind of wish that they'd left it at the. Incredibly creepy zombie mud ladies rather than getting into the Morak makeup and the CGI Morak King that looked a bit like Earthworm Jim.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If he got into that space suit,
0: yeah. Oh man. (gasps) Heaven forfend.
1: Hey guys, we've still got a finale to go. You never know. (laughs) Yeah, all hell will break
2: loose.
0: I didn't think they needed to go that far. Just having her weeping mud out of her eyes and <laughs> vomiting earth was enough. That was, that was enough.
1: That was
2: creepy
0: enough mm. for you.
1: I'm glad there was a reason for it. I'm oh, glad yeah. they went somewhere and yeah. we know what happened. Um, that, it felt like a good resolution, actually. I quite like the idea of that being a prison and, and uh, something as, as naturally familiar as a tree being the lock mm. or... or outwardly a tree being the lock I, I thought that was quite clever and um it worked for me um i i'm yeah i think i just liked it all round this week
2: it was a pretty badly made prison though wasn't it
1: <laughs>
0: finally after decades of total war we have vanquished the mighty and never before referenced morax Now we must find a secure place to imprison these evil warriors of chaos.
2: All right, mate.
0: Mate, I'll have you know I am the High Commander of the War Council of the Andrazan, Infamous butcher...
2: All right, love. I'm a bit on the clock here. You wanted a top security prison knocked up, right? Here's my card. Lockerman
0: how? Builders? Plumbers? and tree surgeons
2: that's what it says on the card cash up front preferred
0: yes well as luck would have it we are in need of a prison an impenetrable fortress that none shall ever escape from to house the most dangerous intergalactic army in the galaxy
2: ah uh, yeah got ya you want prison plus then something a bit special a bit um bespoke
0: you could make this
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we built the storm cage. No one ever escapes from that.
0: Apart from archaeologists and racist of wannabes. Sorry, love? No matter. I want you to build this prison plus for me.
2: Great. We'll use high-tensile polycarbonate armour plating for the walls, build a moat, set up a system of laser grids, titanium barbed wire, proximity sensors...
0: How much will all that cost?
2: Oh, yeah. It won't be cheap, love. Oh, I can tell you that for nothing. Might run you a couple of million credits if you're lucky.
0: Do, do you have anything
2: cheaper? Yeah, we could do a scaled down version steel walls, smaller moat, CCTV, and a guard dog. Could do that for you for under a mil.
0: Could you go cheaper still?
2: How about a reinforced concrete bunker for 10,000?
0: I'm embarrassed to say we can't afford that.
2: A metal box with spikes for 999.99 plus tax?
0: Maybe a tad lower.
2: I could bury them all in a pile under a tree for 20 creds. Cash in hand, no questions asked. Done. Nice one. Sign there and I'll send a lad next Tuesday.
0: I tell you what, that Alan Cumming, he is a bit of an excellent actor. Mm. Well, I mean, I just very much enjoyed his performance. I thought he really enhanced the episode with his camp it up Right up, <laughs> I thought he was great.
1: I wasn't as far off as I thought I would be with the oh dearie me. It's my first thing that came to my into my head about him last week. He was a bit that way. He was a bit.
0: I liked his outrageous flirting with Ryan, mm. my Nubian prince. <laughs> I thought that
2: was good. I love the bit at the end where he's almost sure that Ryan's going to come with him, and then his face just falls <laughs> when Ryan is like, "Nope, sorry." <laughs> Exactly. Because I mean, when you're a king, you probably yes. think that people are going to do what you say most of the time. You're used to that. That is the hubris
0: mm. of royalty, is it not?
2: It is. It's one of them. One of the hubris of royalty. Is
0: that how you'd say that? H- hub-
2: hub- is hu- hubris is. Hub- hubris.
0: Who? Hubris. I don't know. Yeah. This yeah. Is it was one of them.
1: An English lesson from the Ucast. This is good. <laughs>
2: It's an interesting episode, particularly in this season, in that it follows the rules, the guidelines set down by classic Who in a lot of ways. Mm. You land somewhere, something is happening that is a bit off, but mostly could be in history. And then you suddenly find the Doctor finds that everything is not as it seems and an alien intelligence is affecting the situation in some way and then it's off to the races as the doctor abandons the non-intervention policy that she talks about and just (laughs) goes for it yes
0: like what's the fastest that the doctor has just dropped that non-intervention policy because like it never seems to last more than about 30 seconds of screen time
1: ever i think there's a uh, i think there's a trend that the louder they say it the quicker they they just disregard that principle and she's very, very clear in this and then immediately does something else.
2: We were talking the, about this a little bit in the other review, but there's just this thing of, in theory, it's a great idea to not interfere with history. But if there's one life on the line, suddenly she cannot stand it. Mm. So it's great in principle, but in practice she can't keep to it.
0: I thought that this was one of the first episodes to really fully confront Hey, the doctor is a woman now, and mm. do that in a very sort of on the nose way. As the doctor says, "My God, you know, if I was a man, I wouldn't even have to bother justifying what I am doing. Yeah. I could just get on with things." Um, and I thought it's good because during this point in history, there were about eighty thousand women who were found guilty of witchcraft wow. and murdered. So I mean, that that's on the way towards a form of genocide. Mm because it was any woman who the neighbors didn't like spoke up too much maybe had some kind of mental illness or just lived on the outskirts of the village and occasionally gave somebody some <laughs> willow bark aspirin you know <laughs> and it was very much a way of keeping women in their place and denying them access to to power
1: yeah and king james was a an expert on it well expert, loosely in it rather enormous inverted commas, but he wrote books on it and he considered himself an expert in in the field as well. So actually having him as a, it, it's probably taking liberty to suggest that he would go out and look for them himself, but um, him as a central character, that is not as far-fetched as perhaps it feels with Alan Cummings brilliantly, Camp James. Yeah, it all feels really genuine and that's why it felt heavy to me because i know that lots of women were killed in this way mm. and it's just it, it has parallels with our time now with fear being used against people to divide and 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 get rid of people that don't fit
0: and scapegoating by mm. people who are afraid of what's inside them onto other people who don't who are who threaten to reveal their worst impulses yeah. i thought if anything, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more from Becca Savage in terms of her justifications for why she was doing the things that she was doing. Um, there was a lot of repetition of, oh, it's Satan, it's Satan. There and-
2: was a lot of repetition <laughs> <laughs> lot of Satan.
0: <laughs> and, I, and I just wanted to know more. I wanted to see more of how she'd managed to convince people. Because although she was very for- authoritative, we'd only just moved out of, of serfton then, had we? We there was know. still oh, sort of know. absolute subservience to the rights of landowners over mm-hmm. the people who were their tenants. But still, she killed 36 people in a week or so. That is really upping the ante.
2: What this has made me think is how how far are we actually from witch trials, when you think about Gamergate or Cometgate as well, every time women try and uh, assert themselves in a field that's been predominantly male for generations, centuries sometimes, then there is a subgroup of men who want to vilify and destroy them and make them not part of the club again. And I know our techniques have become much more subtle. There is a difference between burning someone at the stake and giving them a sick burn on Twitter, but it It's all from the same thing and it makes me feel icky that we haven't managed to stamp this out.
0: I mean, would that it were just limited to a sick burn on Twitter, but there have been two or three recent massacres of angry men with guns who have shot up women because they weren't getting enough sex. So let's, yeah, it would be nice to say that it was just online, but I think the issue is it's gotten so prevalent online that it is leeching over it's normalizing into yeah yeah, normalizing the extreme
2: gosh we are getting deep as anything (laughs) into the politics of this. deep
0: as a pond Mm. (laughs) into which a slightly strange old lady will be plunged until she drowns
2: that was a nice doctor moment wasn't it when the doctor got dunked and then it came up with just Mm. the chains on I would have liked to have seen the doctor just appear somewhere rather than because the neck it felt really heroic that the, the the ducking stool comes up and she's not there anymore. But then she sort of just stumbles out of the water, be like, "I'm all right, I'm all right," like <laughs> sopping wet. I think it would have been better if she was behind the banners and she had a plan. But yeah. it was that was a nice hero moment for her, and I think we talked about the need for this doctor to to have to claim the spotlight now and again mm. because she's such a collaborator. But it was really funny that sort of hero moment yeah. and then i'm all right I'm, a, I'm, I'm wet but i'm
1: still here it's okay but it's the kind of thing that i would imagine other doctors doing and everybody thinking that's that's oh yeah that's that's totally the the doctor so to me that's just another part of her being the doctor there's mm. something about every plan that goes wrong and on this particular occasion it's the, that she ends up stumbling out of the <laughs> lake in front of everybody and uh Trying to find the right name for her gang, <laughs> and I, 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 yeah, I enjoy that too.
0: Yeah. Me too, and I very much like the fact that she didn't actually have to be rescued. Mm. Nobody else needed to save her; she could just do it herself. Of course, she
2: yeah. could. She's the doctor.
0: It was um quite enjoyable the speech that she gave to James about learning to open his heart and mm. when she's all tied up. When yes. she's tied up and like. Very, very vulnerable, and she tempts him with the mysteries of the universe, but only if he's willing to change himself, which he is
2: not, mm. sadly.
1: And then one of the best things about that scene is that it doesn't change his mind, because that would have been such an easy out. <laughs> you know, she can you give him uh, rational explanations and the promise of, you know, exciting discovery, and he can just say, "Yes, I want this here," and everything's resolved. But he doesn't, he sticks to it. I know, you know, it was what, 25 minutes in? Of course he wasn't going to go for it. But still, uh, I, I, part of me wants to see that alternative episode where they, they join together and fight it together. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was pleased that, that did, it didn't work that way. Um, because I think we got more good stuff out of James being an antagonist.
2: Well, this is the moment where we are going to listen to the opinions of some other people that I bumped into today. They're all wonderful performers and writers. Um, I will pass over to past me to introduce them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm going to let them introduce themselves. I'm going to go round the table. You don't need to know that, but we are going round the table.
3: Hello, Uh, my name is Gemma Arrowsmith. I vividly remember watching... Doctor Who in an armchair when I was little it would have been Sylvester McCoy's last series, uh, looking back on it uh, and eating spaghetti bolognese and so I still think about Doctor Who whenever I eat spaghetti bolognese
4: Uh, (laughs) Don't we all?
3: Yeah.
4: (laughs) Uh, My name is John Henry Fall, alias The Story Beast and my earliest memory of Doctor Who is uh, hearing and getting very scared uh, by an episode of Ghost Light where someone shouted Gabriel Chase I love that episode Me too. Hugely one of my,
5: faves. <laughs> uh, my name is Jenny Rowe uh, and I uh, might not actually be a Doctor Who geek, sorry, but um, I like this series very, very much and I've watched lots of them when it was Tom Baker.
2: There we go. And you are a science fiction geek. I am. Hugely. Fantastic. So we are reviewing the episode The Witchfinders. So what did people think of
4: this story?
3: It was good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah,
4: I mean, Doctor Who does folk horror really, really well. It has done for years. You've got the demons, Stones yes. of Blood. And to see, you know, now folk horror is kind of coming back into the mainstream a bit with The, the Witch and with yeah. Field in England and, mm-hmm. and uh, in the sort of post-Brexit age, sort of becoming a bit more of a an image of a, of a Britain that's gone a bit sour in the earth. Uh, yeah, it's really nice to see that again.
1: You're I a... love
3: horror being done, being given a science fiction explanation. I, mm. lo- I love that. The, the, the Demons is a great example of that. Mm. Um, yeah, big fan. And yeah, you're right. Doctor Who does that so well, doesn't it? Take a, take a folk horror t- tradition and find what the science behind it, the science fiction behind it is. Brilliant.
5: Yeah, that was a proper one, that, the hiding behind the sofa kind of one, wasn't <laughs> it, for the, for the kind of <laughs> yeah. witch zombies? fun. Yes.
2: Do we think that they chose this era because they knew they had a female doctor? Do you think it, uh, let's get the doctor accused of witchcraft was the first thought before this episode started? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah.
5: Uh, that, that makes sense,
3: doesn't it? I mean, uh, oh, I uh, would. Yeah. if I were writing this and I was told that the doctor's going to be a woman, you go right. What's a really <laughs> difficult time in history to put? Well, all of them yeah, would be the matches, answer, but okay. um, <laughs> but uh, the witch hunts in particular.
4: <laughs> and they did. They skirted it very well, and I think it's. Yeah, uh, it's and I, I her realization. Oh, this would be easier if I was a, still a bloke. Yeah. yeah, it's really damning, and yeah, it's a, and an elegant. It's one of the first real, I think real mentions where it's been in the plot. Yeah, mm. And they
5: and they, they killed someone right at the top. They killed a lady right at the top. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, the Here doctor go. fails
4: to save her yeah. mm. almost immediately. But at the same time is motivated to jump into the water, despite having said, you know, the typical line of don't, don't destroy, don't try and destroy history. And so, <laughs> no, I can't, I can't not do it. You know, yeah. here's, you know, this, she will... Work against that. She's that's, good in theory. That's
3: yeah. very like. So in in Star Trek, obviously you have the Prime Directive and mm. the, those are the rules. But she's far. The Doctor is far more like Sherlock Holmes, in which it's, it's the rules are there sometimes, but also they're <laughs> there to be bent. So there's loads yeah. of times when Sherlock Holmes just goes, "Oh, I won't shop you to the police then." <laughs> and it's the same. And it's the same with the Doctor, isn't it? There's, she's got her own personal set of morals, and it means that it, depending on what story we're in, they'll either the the bad guy will either be have loads of punishment or none <laughs> Absolutely.
2: and there's a sort of sense that the doctor knows better so the doctor exactly. knows when you can change time when you can't mm. uh, there's a sort of a greater intelligence at work there perhaps yes
3: so presumably like Rosa Parks that was a fixed point in mm. time Whereas this this lady getting ducked wasn't, we we presume. Mm. This is
4: one Mm. of the small people of history and the Doctor fights for those people more than others. So, you know, that is, it seems like the right thing to do. It also just seems nice because I think, and we're probably going to talk about the rest of the series at some point as well, but it's, she has been written as being quite passive. Mm. So to see her, and, you know, for reasons where that's been useful for Rosa Parks and, uh Demons of the Punjab, because you're dealing with such a politically delicate Mm. uh, history Mm. and at the same time, and you wouldn't want to just barrel in a la Sam Beckett to say, racism's (laughs) bad, isn't it? Mm. Uh, Thank God
3: I'm here to sort it out. Exactly.
4: Uh, But this seems, it seemed totally in character, totally on theme and totally, you know, it it should, the Doctor should be doing uh, heroic acts to save the small people of history because Mm. they matter.
3: Also, I loved the bit at the very end with the was it daughter or granddaughter that said, or "I'm going to become yeah, I'm going to become a doctor." Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was lovely. Yeah. You know, yeah, writing
2: that. It did feel really in the in the shoes. Well, you've mentioned a whole bunch of episodes, uh, John Henry, and from the classic series that this had the feeling of.
4: Mm. Yeah, Stones of Blood. Mm. It sort of it mm. fit right in. Well, it's it's uh, folk horror. It's it's something which is a bit uh, knit up with Doctor Who because it's it turns up in Mark Gatiss's history of. British horror. Uh he interviews Piers Haggard who did Blood on Satan's Claw. Which has Wendy Padbury in it, but if you're looking for a nice performance with no. she's very good, but it's it's a bit horrific. <laughs> Just spoil no spoilers, but yes, content warning. And uh but yeah, he came up with this idea, well, Wicker Man, uh Blood on Satan's Claw and Witchfinder General. Yeah. are are folk horror films uh with this with these same interests. And those are all seventies ones and that's exactly the same time as yeah. Stairs Above Demons and
3: uh... Michelle de is in that as well, isn't it? Michelle so Drees is if really? you want to watch Betty, Frank Spencer's wife Aww. having a really horrid time then
4: yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, and Anthony Ainley also in uh, <laughs> *Bunsen this Cool* as well. He plays—he plays a nice vicar who you do not trust because it's Anthony Ainley. <laughs> <laughs> Any minute now, he's just going to pull off the disguise. It, he he was—it's—it's it's definitely some sort of anagram. He's living under as the vicar here. It's definitely—it's <laughs> just a Doctor Who episode where the Doctor has yet to turn up.
1: Yeah,
4: it's all the <laughs> groundwork for the for the disguise. It, I love exactly, it. it's the pre-episode one bit that you would have get, got around two minutes of. Uh, the start of an '80s episode. Of Doctor <laughs> A. Also, the Awakening. I love the Awakening. Never gets enough love in terms of that's another folk horror one.
2: Well, there you go. You've yeah. you've put it back on the map just by speaking its name in this podcast. People will be discussing it.
4: And the malice on the wall is just cracking through and going to devour us all.
2: Um, I can't believe we have got what some seven minutes into this recording and not mentioned the performance of <sighs> yeah. Mr. Alan Cummings. Oh, oh my
5: goodness! Isn't he lovely?
3: So I first came across Alan Cumming in The High Life. Mm. We were talking about this and it was a wonderful little studio multi-camera sitcom, which I loved and had a brilliant theme tune if you want to go and look it up, The High Life. Um, And he's brilliant in this, isn't he? You want someone to give an absolutely enormous performance and he does and totally pulls it off in that sort of classic 70s way. You could have put him in a 70s episode, yes, I think,
2: easily. Well, he's big, both he's a big comic character, it. but there, he does enough to show the workings underneath it, the kind of slightly tormented soul, the uh, the reason that he's doing this. He's not evil. He truly believes that he is making his country better, but that he's misguided within that, mm. which I think is a really nut- to to create this massive caricature and then have you care about him is uh, a feat of performance for yeah, me.
5: He's and I, I, re- I really like that he's a bit flirty with Ryan. <laughs> I think that's so sweet.
4: <laughs> and Ryan's all right about yeah, it. He's yeah, he's all right, yeah. He's he a in... 21st century yeah. guy. Yeah. He's, yeah. Okay. Uh, he's brought, horizons he's, have been broadened yeah. by seeing the universe. He's, he's yeah. going
3: to be just flattered yeah. and cool about it, which he was. Great. They're like the, the the sorry back to the Morax. Um, okay. They're the baggers. So, um, I think I just saw just looking for some facts online about this episode that uh, they have been already been compared to the Gelf. Uh-huh. In the it's mm. it's but they're made of mud rather than gas. It's the same, isn't it? Sort of taking over corpses. Yeah, classic. Uh-huh. It's uh, a
4: it's a insert thing zombie here. Yeah. So yeah. it's we got gas zombies. You've yeah. got mud zombies mud zombie. you've got <laughs> yeah. medicine zombies and new earth you've got we've done that trope a bit <laughs> i have to say the more were to my mind and again i was hoping for a, a more folk horrory yeah. sort of thing and yeah. it is there. it's there you know this is we've got all the the elements of it you know we've got witchfinders. finders we've got the sev- the, uh, the 17th century we've got you know mist uh, and moors and all that but we've uh, yeah i just sort of thought I wanted something that was perhaps a bit more on theme. Mm. I wanted something where they would, I know, there would be real witches or some other animating spirit that would turn out to be not just your bog standard sort of, oh, and we're alien war criminals, by the way, (laughs) uh, which is just uh, dropped in in two lines. Uh, We've got classic sort of Russell T Davies era, Doctor Who name, Morax. Two very very near the Lorax for me. Yes, <laughs> I yeah. keep thinking that they are <laughs> orange that. with mustaches. Yeah, or the Ming Mongs. <laughs> which is a Russell Davies classic. Sort of yeah. Well, we don't want a Ming Mong. <laughs> right. Ming Mongs are uh, are bad are bad named badly named monsters. I on like the Ming Mong the... planet getting the Ming crystals.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love the uh, makeup. Yeah. On uh, on both the. Just the regular witches and the chief witch. Mm. The yeah, it was great. It was great. Bit Lovely.
2: of CGI in there to make it so, a bit splurgy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good. I was like, this. They could go very wrong with this. Mm. You know, the reveal where she she brings her face up, and mm. I was like, mm. they, I mean, tread carefully because you're going to have was, a muddy
5: face now. Yes. Yeah, and all well oh, the tendrils as well. Oh, the tendrils were great. Yeah,
4: I love that. The the that did have. Um, I think it's something to do with the frame rate. It looked like it was a bit more. Like it was made out of stop ma- in yeah. a stop motion oh, fashion, yeah. a bit like uh, League oh, of Gentlemen's that. Apocalypse. Oh you know, yeah, where the
3: um, the what's he called? The homunculus. Uh, hum- 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 oh, I was yeah. thinking Jason
5: and the Argonauts. <laughs> oh, yeah. That that that. First. Absolutely, More oh, stop motion.
4: Absolutely, like Robocop. Yeah. yeah, the kind oh,
2: of silhouetted yeah. tendril yeah. thrashing against the sky was uh, pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that was
4: lovely. I That's preferred better, the tendril yeah. to the mud zombies personally, but yeah, but I, I, but I, yeah, I like anything sticking its way out of the mud and crawling from a tree stump. Uh, no that felt felt very much in, in piece. i really like the, the there's a sort of the northern agenda continues apace yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like you know doctor has you know since the first episode done here's a bit of your street furniture and it's a magic doorway into all the time and space and you know with westminster bridge and the uh, and the london eye it's al- it's always done that But uh, it's nicely Pendle Hill. So any children living around Lancashire are going to be going, that's an alien prison up there. And I, I like that. So uh, you
3: love it when science fiction goes to sort of different places so instead of London or New York you see a different skyline I think that's why I love District 9 so much yeah. just because it's like oh it's just yeah. lovely seeing somewhere else and so when I'm showrunning Doctor Who Ber- <laughs> Birmingham will finally have it's time <laughs> uh,
4: I want the Jersey series of Doctor <laughs> Who where everyone yeah. goes to those familiar Jersey landscapes <laughs> <laughs> or maybe from Jersey
3: the floozy and the jacuzzi is going to re- be reanimated <laughs> oh, oh, it's going to be, be terrifying. I've already thought about it I've already thought yeah. about
4: it yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Bullring Centre was yep. a giant transmission. Device. Yes,
3: the bull will shoot lasers. It's going to be excellent. <laughs>
4: yeah. Are you going to do that all in one episode or stretch the, it out?
3: I think it'll be a whole series. Yeah, okay. yeah,
2: yeah, Yeah. I mean, it deserves it. Birmingham does deserve that. I can't think of a single thing that Southend oh. and Sea.
4: Oh, the pier. Uh, alien in the Sea Life Centre. Yeah. I mean, they've only got one pool uh, thing really. I don't know. You do get, don't you, get that in um, in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Uh, yeah, that, we do. Uh, Ford Prefect's vision of of hell was being stuck in South End forever. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the, the shore
2: thing. laps backwards and forwards and the, sti- the sea stays entirely still. Yes.
4: Yeah.
5: Oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah. So no, you've well,
4: got I, your sci-fi yeah. claim to fame there. That's alright then, well, yeah. yeah. And Warren Ellis, of course. And Warren Ellis. See, yeah. I'm
5: from Tiptree and the only thing from there really is Jam, so I'd have to have Jam <laughs> taken over the world. Oh, it'd, be it'd be like the blob. Jam. <laughs> it'd be the blob again, wouldn't it? Arguably,
2: <laughs> Jam already has taken over the that world. That is true. It's very popular. <laughs> <laughs
3: Um, Chris, you were saying how this is the first episode since what to have a female writer and director?
2: Well, I said Ghostlight and that was from a tweet. But then John Henry said, no, that was Mark Platt, wasn't it? And I believe he's right. But this is, this one is absolutely written by a woman and directed by a woman. uh, Because there was a really fun online exchange between the director and the writer about Uh, it. And they're like, oh, not too much pressure, is it? Sort of thing. (laughs) Well, our time together is closing, so I just wondered if anyone had any final thoughts about The Witch Finders.
5: Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it had a really comfortable-looking ducking (laughs) stool.
2: Ergonomic. Exactly, ergonomic. It was avant-garde. All all curves, no corners. Very nice. I
3: liked Bradley Walsh in a big hat.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It worked, it worked. (laughs) Another... Uh, cracking historical, to be mm. honest, you know, slightly weak uh, for that third act, but uh, but just lovely to see Doctor running with those historicals and making them something a bit new and a bit more pointed and a bit more interesting than they used to be. I'm loving this Tardis team, um, and the, their yeah. adventures continue at pace. Uh, Do you think there's going to be uh, an arc that magically mm. turns up in the next episode, though? An arc, an arc, a series a story
3: of arc. arc, not oh, not uh,
4: a oh. <laughs> not like an arc on that screen. would be <laughs> <in> historical, wouldn't <laughs> it? Justice for
2: <laughs> <laughs> The U cast has gone on record saying that, that it's a Chibnall lies thing, saying there is not one. We think that something is going to some sort of Tim Shaw's coming back, spider, t- oh. tooth covered spider, <laughs> racist, racist, just <gestalt> all <laughs> entity <laughs> is going to come right. back and be behind everything. That's what we think. <laughs> <laughs> so we put that on record. Who knows? Yeah, I do think something
4: will turn up to answer your question. It looks like an exciting episode next week. So mm.
3: Oh, yeah. and can we talk about the New Year thing? So mm. t- today uh, they released an image of Jodie with a multicoloured scarf, which yeah. you know, I was very excited. Which looks great. And also mentioned all three companions are going to be in the New Year special. So that means they survive, presumably. This mm. series, because there has been talk, hasn't there, about Bradley Walsh's character, not surviving? Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. so oh, no, don't say that to me. <laughs> um so hopefully that means there'll be no sudden deaths at the end of this series. Hopefully
4: not. Didn't work for Bill Potts, did oh, it? True. Mm. Mm. I have to say, I I am still a bit sad that they're moving to New Year's Day. Yeah. And I, I've I spoke to a non-fan, I always sort of interested a non-fan friend of mine, and we were having a chat about Doctor the Poor, so and so, and he did say Oh, it's just, and it, it does have that place, doesn't it? Where because it is—it's always on, on Christmas Day, and I was like, oh, it's not anymore."
2: Mm. I mean, I'll be sad on Christmas Day, but then I'll be super excited on New Year's Eve. So, oh, yeah. so I'm paying it forward. Yeah. That's how I feel. I'm about
5: more it. likely to get to watch it if True. it's on New Year than at Christmas. So,
2: have I'm I pleased. talked to? I don't think I've talked. But there are very strict w- rules for me if we're going to watch it on Christmas Day. My family Silence. must not talk.
0: Yeah. <laughs> My dad
2: does like to try and say witty things and he is not allowed to do that during Doctor (laughs) Who. So it it can be a source of tension. So maybe it is for the best.
3: The Christmas Carol Flying Sharks one is my favourite Christmas Day one because I think you've you've got to write a one-off episode that people who don't watch Doctor Who can really get on board with because you're going to have lots of people who aren't Doctor Who fans watching it on Christmas Day. And I think that's a beautiful example of that.
2: And it has that bit where he walks into... The guy's childhood video. Yeah, just video. beautiful. Mm. Oh, oh, it's really well done. So, uh, thank you again and uh,
0: back to your regular programming. Bye! 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 Happy
2: times and places.
0: Yeah. Oh, past Chris, you sound so young.
2: We make some of the same points, but it's nice that we all agree on those things.
0: Yeah.
1: This is the haiku for the Witchfinders. Earthly villains try possessing fruity monarch. Doctor interferes.
2: Great, so any final thoughts either about the episode that has just gone or the episode that we're gonna see next week?
0: I like more of the acting. More of more the More acting. Yeah, more <laughs> more of the acting, more words, more ideas. That's what I want more of. Oh, you sound and like Ken
1: Campbell. Act more, act better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's 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 definitely me. No, I just I enjoyed a lot of the, the the richness of the start of this episode and the bleakness of it as well. Let's face it, who doesn't like something that's quite grim every now and again? Mm. Bit of vent <laughs> Um, I
1: really loved it actually. I thought it was one of the strongest episodes of the series. Um It felt quite... I don't know. If there was something holding it back early on, then it felt free of that. It was... um, Yeah, it was bleak and it was grim, but it was also a bit joyous in the guest cast, um, which is always a nice combination. Graham got to wear a very silly hat, which worked for me. Um, You know, I think it's a bit of a shame we haven't seen more of Yaz still. Um, but they're still all good characters; they're still doing well as far as i'm concerned so i'm I'm happy, and I look forward to next week. I don't have very many opinions on next week because I've seen almost nothing. Well, thank you
2: very much for coming to our web shack once again and listening to us chat about Doctor Who. We are forever grateful. If you would like to chat with us further, we are always available, and our listening group, the Commodity on Facebook, please go. And join that. We've got a lovely community of people talking about Doctor Who. Uh, if you aren't able to do that or if you'd like to do something else for us, we are always looking for good reviews on iTunes. As we understand it, the algorithm will put our podcast higher up search uh, searches if we get more good reviews. So if you have time for that, we would love you forever.
0: So it's goodbye from me, Loz. Bye bye, everybody,
1: and and goodbye from me. Uh, um, bye bye,
2: and also goodbye for me to complete the rule of three. Bye, bye, bye. Nice. When shall we three meet again?
0: I do Savage, I'm gonna stand up though you let me drown